What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Liftoff. This is going to be a weekly podcast where I talk about general topics that I think that are pretty interesting that you guys might need to know. So I hope you enjoy the show. In three, two, one, let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the liftoff. This is episode nine. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, so today, I kind of wanted to talk about the daily grinds of a T1D. So mainly me. Um, this past week, since kind of been quarantined, uh, I've been working from home. Uh, my numbers have been pretty good. Um, so the only the only instance I had was I forgot my insulin on a bike ride, and we went out to eat and. Uh, I went back and it was like probably like 250, which was still cons- I'm considering not that bad compared to what I thought it would be. But um, I think the main reason why my blood sugar has blood sugar has been actually at a pretty good level. Um, I've been sleeping a lot more, pretty much a lot longer instead of getting up at like 4:30 in the morning and you know getting ready to go work out. I actually work out at night now because it's the only time I could really work out because working out in the morning would wake up pretty much everyone in the house. So uh, I usually go to bed around like, I don't know, like 10.30, 11 o'clock and I usually get up around 7.30 and, you know, wake up with my son and we actually, you know, get ready for the day and then go from there. Um, And also... I haven't, since I haven't been at work, I haven't had like little snacks that they have. Um, usually every day, what they do is, um, one of my coworkers actually, they have like an area where they put all the snacks and they, you know, put it out, like a couple things out during the day. And the ones that I usually go for are the, the fruit snacks and these things called the Jiffy Power Pack or Power Puffs, whatever they are. Uh, it's like peanut butter and oats, like really good. So, um. I haven't been eating snacks, and that could definitely is another reason why. And I'm actually standing a lot more at uh, my work desk. So um, I do have a standing work desk at home at, at my office, but at home uh, I really don't have a desk that I can use. So what I've been using uh, to work is use, using my ironing board with two boxes on top of the ironing board, so uh, I can place my computer, my mouse, my notepad, uh, whatever I need uh, to work for the day. And the reason why I have the two boxes on top of the ironing board is because I don't want to be hunched over and, uh, you know, have like a lower back strain or whatever. But uh, but I've been standing up a heck of a lot more. I pretty much like 80% of the day uh, of the work day. So I think that's a good, huge help too. Um, and then also, it's just been I've been eating a lot more, like better foods, um, you know, drinking a lot more than I usually do, which is another good thing to do, and uh, that's the reason why I think my blood sugars have been actually at a normal level. There's like, there's no there's no uh, temptations at my house to eat anything bad, so which is another good thing. So, um, what what it is for me for a typical day. Being a diabetic is, uh, I test myself a lot. And uh, another thing is I pretty much eat the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, And I don't even 
doesn't even bother me. Like I can eat the same. Th- I've been eating the same breakfast for almost four years, almost the same lunch. I don't know how long. So, but uh, for dinner we kind of change it up a little bit. Whatever my my wife brings uh, to brings it back from the grocery store, and you know it's kind of the same thing, but you know not always. We kind of spice it up a little bit. So, um, so the first thing in the morning, I always check my blood sugar. Uh, just to make sure that uh, I actually dosed uh, enough long-lasting insulin to last me through the time I wake up. Um, usually, I hit around like 120 to uh, like a, like 120 to 110, which is which is good compared to when I was last time. It was probably about like 250 when I used to wake up um, after eating a normal dinner. So um, I check that, and then um, I kind of do like a quasi intermittent fasting where I don't eat anything after 7:30, and I don't um, I don't eat anything uh, again till uh, roughly about 8:30, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so when usually around like 8:30, uh, I'll check my blood sugar again to see what do I need to dose properly for my breakfast, which is um, one third cup of oats, uh, almond milk, two eggs, peanut butter, and I think that's it. Yeah. So oats, peanut butter, eggs, milk. Oh yeah, and a little bit of cinnamon too. Um, and I mix that all up and I eat it for breakfast. Uh, a lot of people are grossed out about it, but I absolutely love it. I love peanut butter. I go through like a jar a week. I know it's bad, but I love it. And it's putting put it with all all those ingredients together. It tastes phenomenal. So highly recommend you guys try it. And then. Um, once once I'm done with that, I usually have a snack around, I don't know, like 10.30. Uh, and usually I check my blood sugar again just to make sure that uh, I dose properly if I need to at all. Um, and then usually around like 12 o'clock, I'll have lunch and I'll just, well, I'll, I'll check my blood sugar again at 12 just to make sure uh, what do I need to dose properly. I only usually need about six units for lunch because uh, all I have is... Uh, veggie burgers, uh, an apple, Greek yogurt with frozen berries and cinnamon, uh, Jello, and then like anything else that I might be, you know, that I might need. So uh, usually six units or under that is what I usually use for that. And then for my mid-afternoon snack, I will check my blood sugar again to make sure, like I said, that I need to dose properly. And then, which is usually peanuts or carrots or carrots and hummus or um, one of those power puffs if I'm at work so uh, yeah so that's what I usually have for a snack and then for dinner um, we'll either have like a, we'll have a protein a carb and a vegetable and I'll probably only need maybe six to eight units just depending on uh, the, the meal like for ten, for tonight we actually had raviolis and uh, and sausages so I'm probably gonna have a little bit more insulin before I go to bed and then uh, for nighttime I check my blood sugar again and I usually dose it if I need to and then take my long-lasting insulin and then go to bed and wake up the next morning so uh, it's the pretty much the same thing over and over and over again and I don't get bothered with it because for me, I don't need to have a guessing game for what's in what for food. 
So if I just eat the same thing, I know what I need to dose every single day, which is, I, I don't really, it doesn't bother me one bit. So, um, so yeah, that's what I usually do in a typical day. But usually on Sundays, uh, my family and I will have pancakes and I will probably, 99% of the time I overdose and then uh, I get a little bit low blood sugars and I have to eat something else. So uh, I'm trying to figure out the dosage on that. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing that's different for breakfast time uh, during the during a, a normal week for me. So um, yeah, so I hope you know. You know that's what I usually do. So I hope you guys. I love to hear what you guys do on a typical day for you guys. So just hit me up on the DMs and love to know what what kind of gets your fix. So um, and then also for CrossFit news, we have a community. Uh, a bunch of people from the CrossFit community actually doing more free workouts for people that are staying at home quarantined. Um, a couple that I actually found out that you could find on Instagram. Uh, one of them is Pat Sherwood. And then you could also look at CrossFit Souls Instagram page. And then CrossFit Santa Cruz and Wadwell uh, all on Instagram. Um, you can also go on the the morning chalk up where I found this list. There's probably like 20 more uh, Instagram pages you can go on to uh, and you know do a workout, kind of like mix it up if if you really want to. So um, and then also if you want to do the workouts on Instagram, uh, Margot Alvarez, uh, a CrossFit Games athlete that's been to the games a bunch of times, uh, she has a YouTube page. Um, Dockyard CrossFit has an Instagram, I, no, I'm sorry, a YouTube page and um, Three Kings Athletics and also um, I think there's, there's another one that's starting to do it too. He's a non-CrossFit person, but Rob Lipset, uh, he's part of like the Alpha, Alpha League group. Um, all these guys have uh, are starting free workouts on YouTube, so if you guys want to check out their YouTube pages and see what they do for workouts, you know, go for it. Um, so, and another thing I found on the morning chalk up, which was I, I thought was really interested, interesting. Sorry, um, the water on the waves is set setting sail in about next in about a month. Um, they're setting sail on the sixteenth, no matter what, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Where the coronavirus is spreading like wildfire, and then, you know being on a cruise ship with a whole bunch of people and there's no way out and there's multiple times where other cruise ships had to get quarantined for other other sicknesses um, they are still going out and the crazy thing is they have people that are under contract that are supposed to be on this cruise ship and they're well aware if they go on this cruise ship and go out to set sail they're going to be staying quarantined for 14 days, one it docks again per the CDC regulation guidelines, um, guideline regulations. So, is it really worth a week on the water and another two weeks staying on the boat because you have to be quarantined? For me, hell no. I am. There's no way I'm gonna do this. Uh, and the crazy thing is. There's a lot of people getting really agitated about this because they want their money back because they're not going because they're canceling because of the coronavirus due to travel restrictions and they can't leave their house. So what the water on the waves 
cruise ship is doing, they're actually giving them 25% back, but they're they're going to keep their name on the next year after. And some of these guys forked over 700 to $4,000 uh to be on this cruise ship for that week. So, uh and they're not giving their money back, but Obviously, some athletes that are going to be that usually that are that are on there, they can back out on these trips. But they're not you know, they're not obligated uh, via contract. So, um, for me personally, I really don't think it's a good idea for them to set sail. A lot of the other cruise ship companies are not actually leaving uh, their docks until end of April, beginning of May, I believe. So. So there's enough time for them to quarantine, clean the ships, make sure no one else is sick, or um, if if it does get worse, um, they'll actually push it back even more because obviously you don't want a whole boatload, a whole boat full of corona people that have the coronavirus. It's it's going to be an absolute disaster. I don't think if anybody that that's going, I'd love to hear your story, um, but I personally. I'd be absolutely livid if I couldn't get my money back for this trip because obviously I would. I'm not. There's no way in hell I'd be going on this on a cruise ship in next month on the 16th. I there's no way. So um, yeah. So I hope this was informative. Uh, I'm gonna start doing more CrossFit news episodes for you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy. And I hope you guys have the rest of the week. All right. I will talk to you later.